Welcome to Live with Domery Podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every single week. Today, I am so honored to have Jeremy Merlot on. He is an amazing person who has turned his life around, and he is also the founder of Molt, which is an amazing clothing line. Stay tuned to hear his journey. Jeremy Merlot. He should be coming on shortly. Well, hello, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Of course thank I am. You the, thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, I wasn't nervous until I heard your introduction. <laughs> wow. um, yikes. I better say some pretty awesome stuff. So, well, you know what? You uh, are awesome. It's mutual, though. You are awesome. So, you know, there's just, all you have to do is just talk. So, that's as easy as it is, right? Yeah, I think so. You're right. Um, it's easier to talk than it is to sit in silence because, like, being in here is never a good thing, so. That's never a good thing unless you're trying to write a book. <laughs> this is true, which I'm not, so. <laughs> but we may be. We might be. That's true. That is very true. true. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. Absolutely. So, Jeremy, welcome to Live with Dom Marie. Um, Today, we're going to really get into the deep life of your journey and your personal life. And I am so honored that you are going to share this with me and the viewers and everybody and what you turned your life into with molt but let's for this time and you know you've been sober for 13 and a half years but let's go back to when you were you know 11 years old let's start there yeah um thanks for uh thanks for asking you know um yeah so it's um Addiction was a, it, it's a funny thing. And when I mean funny, not like funny, haha, like, like who, who it chooses, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason. Um, but I remember being 11 years old at my brother's bar mitzvah. And um, I remember finding one of those little drinks. It was like half drink drinks of like, mm-hmm. you know, people like the wet, with the wet napkin wrapped around it. Yeah. 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 So this one was a screwdriver. I remember it. I remember just chugging it, and um, and I remember the taste was horrible. But like about a minute later, I was uh, I felt the effects of alcohol, right? And it was in that moment that I realized that I was not normal prior to that, right? Because I had I, the only reference I had was like how I felt. I didn't have any other reference. Right? Okay. I hadn't been outside of my body. So the moment I had the effect of alcohol then it really made me feel like, oh wow, like I was not okay prior to this exact second before I had alcohol. Like I was super anxious, you know, I was down and stuff and I just felt like, I felt uncomfortable in myself. And when I had alcohol at 11 years old, I was like, wow, like I actually feel like I can be myself now. So that's, wow. that's kind of how it started with me. And it, and the progression didn't, it wasn't like I was 11 and then all of a sudden I was just like banging dope in my arms at like 12, you know what I mean? It was. You know, I had like had the awareness of that and I started like trying to pick grass out of like, you know, and smoke it, you know, just like regular run of the mill grass. And I was constantly trying to find things to get outside of myself. 
Okay. You know, and I uh, was just never comfortable being uh, who I was. And so I were you much more of an introvert? Like you just kept to yourself and you felt like you didn't get along with the other, your peers? Or what was holding you back that made you lead towards these substances? Uh, you know, I'm like an introvert extrovert, right? I have like mm -hmm. a threshold for people for about like, or a place for like an hour, right? Then I'm like, okay, I hit my Oh, wall, you're much like, better than me. <laughs> an hour <laughs> yeah, is I'm good. Being I'm being generous too, an hour. But, you know, I, I think that introvert extrovert thing, you know, prior to me like finding substances, like I always, once I started using uh, substances on a daily basis, it's almost as if like I didn't, like that was why I had to be extroverted. You know, that's what caused me to be extroverted is to have that extra like confidence, that fake confidence that it gave me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just always felt uncomfortable. I, I felt like I wanted to be alone a lot of the time and ended up like, you know, that, that's a lot of my childhood is like, you know, I asked my mom, I'm like, like, did I spend a lot of time to myself? Like, I just mm -hmm. feel like I was alone. A lot of my memories of like my childhood for me, like as a person were like, when I was alone in my like room playing or something like that, it's, you know. I think a lot yeah. of us growing up um, have felt that way. I know yeah. I felt that way um, growing up. I always felt different. Um, I was always chronically ill. So I was always in the hospital constantly mm -hmm. being drugged to get yeah. better. And then when I got better, I was only better for like a week or so, and then I was sick again. So I was right. kind of drug dependent upon staying well. And right. it was almost to the point of, yeah, you can get addicted to prescription medications that your doctors have you on. You can get addicted sure. to, like you said, that, that little drink at the party and, yeah. you know, trying different things. So... Being yeah. an introvert and, you know, wanting to be with people and feeling that superpower that you had, right? Like you have a drink, yeah. you're feeling much more relaxed, yeah. it's easier, yeah. and you are much more outgoing, I'm sure. And Oh, yeah, for sure. It was more confident, you know, it was like false confidence and stuff. And it's like, you know, how you mentioned that people can become addicted to, um, to like medication or painkillers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um... But there's, there's definitely, like, I think a big difference between somebody who can become a physical dependence on something and opposed to the actual uh, disease of addiction and alcoholism. Because the moment I had a drink, I was addicted right away. That was it. You know, it was no, like, over time, like, you know, same with opiates. That was that ultimately became my thing. It was a heroin addict. But, like... You know, I, I did it all of a sudden, like, over time become a, it was, like, immediately. It was uh, immediately, and it was just, like, I had to be outside of myself, and um, I had no other way other than drugs and alcohol at the time. So I just, I wanted to, like, kind of make, make a point in that, in, in that distinction there. Um, I love that you're making there, that point. Yeah, there, because there is a stigma around addiction, and people think, oh, it's a choice, and whatever it is, like, you know, yeah, it was a choice for me to pick up that drink, but I didn't really have a choice in how I felt when I actually had the alcohol hit my blood system, like, and the obsession of the mind and the emotional and all, all that stuff, it, you know, and um, so I'm just so passionate towards people who are or who, um, who are battling addiction because I know how it feels to almost to, to feel powerless over, and that's like step one in, 
and uh, the 12 step is like, you know, we're powerless over alcohol and drugs. Yes, but you're not powerless now. No, no, definitely, you know, I still am to this point, like if I were, you know, even almost 14 years clean and sober, if I were to pick up a drink right now, like it would be over for me. I just know that, you know, because I am, I am always going to be powerless over it in the way it makes me feel, but I do have a power over choice, right? And I do have a choice to make whether or not I want to pick up a drink or whether or not I want to pick up a drug, you know what I mean? So that, that's the, that the power in that choice for sure. Yes. So I have to ask you, um, have you ever been so ill that you've ended up in the ER, not from the drugs or substance Mm -hmm. abuse, just normal human um, injury, and they had to put you on um, Vicodin or something that was really strong? How did you feel between that drug, if you've ever been on it, to the drink or um, heroin? Right. Uh, well, I was actually in a motorcycle accident two years ago. Oh my gosh! So, so I had to say, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. My hip gives me a little issues. I feel like an old man. I'm like my hip. You're not but, an old man. Know, <laughs> 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 no, but I, with my hip, I do. I'm always like uh, getting up. It's anyway. But I, yeah, I actually had to face that, you know, um, because like there's really no reason why I would ever have to drink alcohol my entire life, right? But there is a reason why I might have to have pain pills, and that reason came up, and it was. I was in a lot of pain and uh, I was scared shitless um, to be, have to take that. But I really, you know, I had to take um, pain medicine while I was in the hospital. Um, How did that make you feel? Was it a different feeling? It felt too good. I can tell you that much. It felt too good and that's scary. That's very scary. It was a scary feeling and it was was humbling, you know? And I was like, wow, I was like, I really like the way this feels. And I don't like that. I like that, you know. Um, but I had my sponsor with me at the time. He basically stayed with me, and uh, you know, that's I'm in the program. I'm and in, who uh, is your sponsor? A, a, my sponsor was Brian at the time. Oh, uh, thank no you, Brian. A, yes, I'm glad that. Guy. And, and I had a bunch of friends. We had guys all from the meetings I go. They just come to the uh, the hospital, and you know, and just support me. You know, and that's that's the beauty about the community that I do have, and. I'm lucky and unfortunate. That's amazing. That That is amazing. So, um, with that, you know, you struggled for a really long time, and Mm -hmm. now it's been thirteen and a half years, almost fourteen years that you have been sober. What would you say to a young 19, 20 year old that thinks they can go off to college and not study and drink and do marijuana and do whatever they want and they think that it's not really affecting them? Because I hear it a lot and I hear a lot of, no, I'm in control. Like it just relaxes me. So how would you be a sponsor for someone that is using either alcohol or heroin or marijuana because I I believe even though marijuana is legalized, I believe it does affect the brain in a certain way and you become addicted to it as well as wine. Now, I drink wine every night. And then I think, okay, I don't, I'm not going to have wine tonight. And then I don't. And I'm like, no, I really want a glass of wine tonight. I've had a stressful yeah. day. So all of these things come into play. It's not just 
one stigma of a person when you say you're a drug addict or you're an alcoholic. Like we've all Mm -hmm. been, I believe every human being has been faced with that situation. So what you went through, what you saw Brian helping you with, how would you Mm -hmm. help me or anybody else today? Um, Good question. And uh, yes, I do agree. Everyone, you know, struggles with, with that in one way or another, whether it's, you know, substances, porn, you know, uh, anything, anything that makes you feel good, you can lose yourself in, you know? Um, And that's um, a good one that you just brought up. The porn, porn, that is also a um, a substance, not substance abuse, Mm -hmm. but it's an abuse of watching something. It's a substance that we are consuming, Yes, exactly. to, to create some kind of effect inside of us, right? To exactly. Help relieve this God-sized hole that we have inside of us, right? You know? I like that so you said that uh, too. God-sized hole that we yeah, have inside take, of I us. I can't take credit for that one, but <laughs> that's AA speak right there. But um, yeah, that's like a God-sized hole, you know. And it's like, you, and uh, I was fortunate. I never like struggled with porn or anything like that. Um, but sometimes sex is used as an escape, you know, um, to, to feel something, to feel better than what I'm actually feeling in that yeah. moment, uh, instead of just accepting the moment and, and accepting how I feel in that moment and being present and knowing that like this too shall pass. Um, but you know, as, as far as back to your question, as far as like how, how I would, uh, you know, I sponsor, uh, several young men. Um, but, uh, the most important thing, uh, the most important step, um, I think in, in all the steps and they're all equally as important, but, um, is step one is admitting that we're powerless over alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable. Right. So like, it's not my decision to make for anybody, some young guy, you know, if he thinks he doesn't have a problem, he's got it. She's like, go nuts, man. Go out there, mm-hmm. do your thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you feel like you don't, you have my number, you know, cause it's like, it only works if you work it. And that's with anything, right? It's like, if you want help, you want to change, you know, look at you, Don Marie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, you know extremely well. Right? Uh, I, I know like extremely you want well. To better yourself. Yeah. If you want to change, if you want to get. You, it's up to you to do it because no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to save you. No one's going to. You know, people can help you, but at the end of the day, the decision lies with you. With you, you know. People can Us, lead me down that road or get me to that doctor, but the bottom line is, it's me that has to make that decision. And it was me that had to stand up for my own rights of I'm human and you guys are not listening to me. And there are many things wrong with me. I mean, 20 years being undiagnosed with MS and being drugged with, with Xanax, Prozac, you name it. I mean, I was living off of that stuff and it, and still in pain and drowning and not knowing what was going to happen to me. And the best day of my life was being diagnosed because then I felt I was validated. But then we had to deal with, okay, well now here's new drugs and now we got to wean you off of these, mm-hmm. right? Because my body yeah. was addicted to yep. the Xanax, the Prozac, the Le- you know the Zoloft, everything that they put us on for women and anything people dealing with anxiety yeah. and that is a major is it absolutely absolutely yeah. and um do i still take them yes when i'm having a major multiple sclerosis flare-up sure. 
I still rely on the Xanax and the tremor medication because that is something I don't wish on anybody. And, um, but it's a difficult world to live. It it is, it is, the world's not easy and the world's getting weirder and crazier by the day. And like, you know, and I I think you mentioned, um, you mentioned medication real Mm -hmm. quick, time to take it. And like, you know, I'm, I think medication is, is great, can help a lot of people, right? You know, and, um, but I also think it was important how you said it, like I take it sometimes when I am, you know, when I have a flare-up and stuff like that. It's yes. important that we look at medication as maybe not being the solution, but a tool, right? A tool to help us as a bridge to get us to the solution or as, you know, a temporary relief and stuff like that. So I know that, like, some people have questions and or thoughts about medication and whatnot. And like, you know, I'm by no means a doctor, you know, and I would never advise anybody on what to do with medication. But, but I know for me and my journey and what, what you said is like, you know, medication sometimes like as long, you know, is needed at times, but is needed, as, but can become addictive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, I had my wisdom teeth taken out as a kid and that's what got me hooked, you know, on, on opiates. Wow. So, yeah, I got prescribed Vicodin just to because my wisdom teeth were out, and I remember as soon as it hit, I was on. I was, okay, you know, so I was you know, I'm kind of glad that you brought that up. Not glad that you got addicted because of that, yeah. but I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because there are so many children in the world that have those giant wisdom teeth that are just either giving you extreme migraines, like jaw problems, and mm-hmm. you can't function. And that's a painful surgery. And you yeah, do have to go on that medication just to get through the pain of yeah, that surgery. Absolutely. And yeah, I wonder if that is like a substance that you don't really think of as a parent that your child just went through and now they know what that feels like. And now they want yeah, to, I, they're they're depressed, they're lonely, they're not feeling like they can be themselves or someone said something not so nice and they want to have that feeling again, right? I think, okay, Jeremy's Instagram is circling a little bit. Let's hope we don't lose him. Hopefully he can come back on. Let's see if that is Jeremy trying to come back on again. Yes, it is. So here we go. Okay, here we go. Come on. All right. Hold on, guys. Hold on. We're going to bring him back on. Okay. All right, here we go. Are we on? Did I get Jeremy back? No. Okay, Jeremy, can you please request because my side is not letting me. You know, I think it's just, I live with gremlins. And Jess, hi Jess. Um, She's on right now and she knows how much I hate computers, how much I hate all this stuff. And trying to get things rolling sometimes is a little bit tricky. So Jeremy, please request to come back on so we can continue our conversation um, about, you know, where does it lie and where does it begin? 
of what is happening in our lives. Here we go. All right, I just pulled them back in. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching and joining. Yeah. Thank you. You just went Sorry. into a circle and you just kept yeah, going. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like a common thing, but you're not the only person this has happened. It always happens. Too, so, I like, call them gremlins. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, what we were just talking about is a serious issue. Like when you really think about it. So that's around is, 14. Know, I know my, I, yeah, I know my parents certainly didn't think about it when they gave me the medication for my wisdom teeth. They didn't think like I was going to end up like, you know, putting needles in my arms several years down the road, you know, like mm -hmm. they had no idea. I mean, like, how could you know? There's nothing you can know, but like there's definitely a conversation you can have with your kids prior to taking it and while they're on it. Exactly. You know, and I really think you know, it needs to be the doctors need to actually give a pamphlet of a warning. Yeah, I, I think maybe giving a heads up, like a warning for sure, you know, but I think ultimately in the day, like it starts at home and ends at home, right? You know, exactly. and I think, you know, it's, um, I think it's important. I think it's uh, important that people try to take a different, uh, different stance and a different uh, perspective on when talking about drugs to their kids. Um, you know, um, it's when I, the way I got talked to the drugs was just like, no, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Well, you know, that doesn't uh, work. It does. It doesn't work really with anything. Yeah, it definitely does not and work. Like addiction, like yeah. you know how how it can how it can ravage somebody, you know, just like that. So it's like really trying to just be like uh, have an empathy and compassion towards talking to people about it because like the struggle is real for that person. You know, even if you're a parent, your kids might be on it. You know what I mean? Like grounding and stuff like that just reinforces that belief that we're that we're fuck ups anyway, or that you know, nobody loves us, and all the million other thoughts that we have, you know, it just reinforces it, you know. So, um, and it's a, it's a scary place to be. It's a very it's scary place to be because, you know, I mean, I've been there. I wrote it. It's in my book. The entire world knows the chaos yeah. that I went through, uh -huh. um, and I didn't hold anything back because I didn't want anyone reading the book to be misled. Uh -huh um from how i felt of the drugs right. they were giving me but they weren't listening to me and yeah. so when a child comes to you or an adult an adult friend could come to you today and say jeremy you know i've been struggling dude and um i, I need your help can you get me like on the right path and yeah. someone that you've known for a really long time and then they finally come out and say I've been watching you and I really need your help. So you are true inspiration, not only to me, to mm -hmm. thousands of people, to the badass do-gooders in the world. And let's talk about when you started, you know, getting to the point of becoming clean. How yeah. did that make you feel? So, you know, that... I'll be brief about it, you know, because it was as simple as just like my life was in a shitter, right? And um, I had overdose and I woke up in a hospital and uh, I just knew that, you know, I was woke up in a hospital alone and um, scared and just kind of like, that was the moment, right? And uh, I was just like, I'm done, you know? So I went to rehab, 
and did everything they suggested, you know, work a program, 90, go to 90 meetings in 90 days, and I did it. Like, my life depended on it because it did. And, um, and that was, you know, almost 14 years ago now. And um, being sober and being clean has been the greatest gift uh, I've ever given. And I'm fortunate, and I don't take it for granted. You know, it's, it's something I practice every day. You know, I'm aware that, like, this is a gift, right? Yeah. At any moment, like, it could go away, not in a sense where, like, it's just going to come out of nowhere, but, like, if I decide to think that I'm not an addict or an alcoholic anymore, because it's not a negative thought that I'm telling myself. It's more of, like, to keep me humble to understand that, like, it is just one drink and just one drug away for me being right back there. You know, that's um, scary. So, yeah, it, it is scary, but it's it's like humbling and it's it's comforting almost. It sounds weird, but it's like I know that that guy's there. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like it's it's a motivation, right? Daily motivation to like to push forward. You know, to, to continue to grow, to reach out. And really, the best part of us is to help others, right? Is to try to help others people. You know, walk through what you walk through. Exactly. And I can't, I know, I can't thank you enough for being so open and honest with how, where you started, how you were, how dependent Mm -hmm. upon, explaining the difference between a prescription versus, you know, alcohol to heroin and weed Mm -hmm. and everything else. And, you know, there are so many things that we all have to face in life, but you not only have been clean. Well, I'm going to say 14 years because you're almost there. So not only have you yeah. clean, um, you, you have completely turned your life around and you have started a company called Molt. And you are the founder and the visionary of this company, which is incredible. And I got to see your line when we were up in Beverly Hills at a badass do-gooder event where we met for the first time. Like I I had seen your name and I knew you were part of the badass do-gooders with me, but I didn't really know much about you and then we right. talked and actually you spoke with Robert first and yeah. you had a lot in common and you know with um his life and, and we got and we got yeah so and yeah, we got vulnerable and we uh can you hear me I can hear you uh, no oh, okay. nope, I can hear you um okay good yeah we we just got vulnerable you know we got in there deep you know and it was just right there when I met your husband so he's an awesome guy he is Um, yeah he is um so tell me about how you decided to come up with this clothing line you know I've watched the video it's an incredible video it really makes you want to buy the product and explain where that passion came from and also the fact that you give back to society with from purchases of your t-shirt and pant and clothing line so tell us the amazing story about molt well molt thank you um by the way but uh yeah molt came to me just um i was in a place in my life uh not too long ago it was about two years ago 
and I was just, I, I didn't feel like I had much purpose in my life and I just kind of felt aimless, you know, even though I was sober and I gave me tremendous purpose in helping others, but there's still something lacking and, you know, not knowing where to really go with my life. And, um, I've always loved fashion and I've always loved style. Um, but uh, t-shirts mainly because that's usually what my uniform is. But I, I really couldn't find t-shirts that were up to my uh, standard. To my, uh, <laughs> thank you. Up to my standards, you know, of quality, fit, and comfort, and all that and style. Um, so I decided to just make my own t-shirt for myself. And as in, through that process, I fell in love with the whole process, sourcing everything, talking to the contractors. You know, I taught myself how to do all this stuff, like pattern making, you know, with the pattern makers and stuff. And, uh, but with everything I do in my life, I try to do with purpose and meaning. Like all my tattoos, they all have, I have a bunch. Everything has meaning to me um, because I'm a sentimental, I guess I'm just like. You're sentimental. I'm a sentimental guy, but like, you know, I'm sensitive also, super sensitive. And I feel a lot and I have a lot of emotion. And like, I find things beautiful, right? And uh, I I try to tie meaning into everything. So um, I actually, weird stuff. Weird story, right? Um, but I actually have a pet tarantula. I know it's bizarre. <laughs> Sorry, <my baby> tarantula. <laughs> oh my god! Do you take him out of his cage? Uh, n- not very often. <laughs> but uh, his name's Parker, named after Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I'm also huge. Peter Parker. Fans. So uh, you're yeah. a Marvels man. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay, I get it. But, so. Spiders, they molt, right? Animals, uh, insects, and uh, birds, and even, you know, humans. But, like, it's a definition. It's a word. It doesn't stand for something. It actually means something. It's uh, to shed skin to make way for new growth. So my uh, spider had molted, and um, that's just kind of when it hit. And I was like, okay, my recovery and my, my, uh, my passion to help others and and I, that, that's just kind of how it came about, about for me. And I was like, yeah, it just hit the ground running from there. And that's when I had a concept of like, you know what, like all my models are going to be in recovery. We're going to put that on, on blast, so to speak. We're going to be proud of it because there's nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed about, about getting into recovery, right? Making a conscious decision to change your life and turn, you know, turn your life over and, and to, to grow and, and heal. Right. So right. we're very proud of that. And um, so not only are we trying to, you know, we give back by helping to shatter the stigma and featuring uh, all my, like, even on Instagram, everyone's in recovery. Um, so giving them the opportunity to share their story. But we also established a um, sober living scholarship fund with the percentage of our profits will go to a sober living scholarship fund that will be able to sponsor somebody to, um, to, to, to go to sober living because insurance does not does not cover that and that is absolutely horrible i'm sorry but yeah. i believe that needs to be covered yeah i mean i i agree if they're going you know insurance covers so many things but they cover so many things that you actually need that they don't cover you know what i mean and and recovery should not have to be a luxury right health should not have to be a luxury um you know something that like only people with certain means can can afford it um, you know, not everybody needs sober living, but a lot of people do, and mm-hmm. I believe in it. So uh, I I, um, I work with a sober living here in Los Angeles, uh, named Hyperion Sober Living, and um, we established a scholar, sober living scholarship fund. That's amazing. Thank you yeah. so much for that. And yeah. you know, it is true, and I believe that we have to get a lot more of us together 
to mm-hmm. really make a mark in Washington to say, mm-hmm. this isn't right. Big Pharma yeah. keeps making thousands of dollars off of yeah. things, but the people that can't afford to get help that actually need help or can't yeah. afford their medication from a drastic mm-hmm. disease like I live with or cancer sure. or anything, and they're like, yeah, no, we don't, we're not gonna pay for that one. We're gonna put you on the cheap experimental one. I am a no-no, like I believe in pharma because pharma has saved my life, but I don't believe in pharma when pharma does not help everybody in the world. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about in that whole aspect, you know? Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole other podcast for sure, (laughs) you know, but um, yeah, people need help, you know, and we're in an addiction epidemic. It's the worst it's ever been uh, in history, actually. It's the worst, you know, coming off of the uh, pandemic or the quarantine. And uh, well, think about it. 90, we've been isolated. overdoses last year. Yeah, we've uh, been isolated uh, for almost yeah, two years. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, and... And that's yeah, tragic. Know, also, not just addiction, but mental health. You know, I mean, those two go hand in hand. And mental health is a very part. It's a big part of my my story too. You know, experienced some mental health issues. And um, you know, I, I, when you ask me about molt, like what molt represents for me is, I like, guess, making some amazing clothes because I like to make amazing clothes, and I promise you, they are really good. But it's to actually just raise awareness, right? And it's to actually inspire people to become vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. To become vulnerable because it's in vulnerability is where there's true connection and where there's help. Because if we're all walking around thinking that everyone else doesn't have the problems that we have and that we're there alone, then we're gonna feel that and we're gonna reinforce that. But the moment I connected with your husband and I talked about mine, it was, he was able to connect about his experience with that and we were able to bond. Exactly. Right? And we were able to heal able to heal in that as well so mold is more than just a clothing brand right we're clothing with purpose and we have purpose and our purpose is to inspire others whether it's addiction mental health domestic violence uh, just depression um it doesn't the matter. list it's goes awesome. on you know we i've dealt with strong. depression i've dealt with suicidal thoughts i've dealt with addiction of the prozac xanax zoloft you name it i've dealt uh, i'm pretty close to almost all of them yeah. And I tried to take my life because of a drug that was sepsis, sepsis, sorry, mm-hmm. having, there's a little bit of my MS coming out, sepsis okay. to the drug, yeah. and it was just making me worse and worse and worse, and I, I thought, I can't go on like this anymore, yeah. and yeah. I thought everybody would be better off without me, but God had a different plan, and... Robert saved my life because of the magic of an iPhone. I left a goodbye message and it went to my iPad. And my iPad was at home and he tracked my phone and saved my life. So I know what it feels like to get to that point of you just don't want to be here anymore. And that's a scary place. It's the worst place. It's the worst place. And um, it's a very real place for a lot of people. Yes, and that's where I love your clothing line, Molt. The, the, your, that your your black trancheler <laughs> molted, but also, yeah. and I just realized this: multiple sclerosis. Our our symbol is the butterfly, 
And it also mm. goes into a cocoon of molting from yeah. the little exactly. critter and a like tra- balloon, a, transformation. a transformation. So we have pretty much both gone through yeah. a huge transformation and turned our life around. So what you're doing is just absolutely incredible. Everybody, you've got to start following Jeremy on his um, Molt page on Instagram. Yeah. The clothing line. Molt. Yes, you got to go. You got to start following him yeah. and yeah. help him out because you just launched your um, My Kickstarter campaign. Yes. So let's and, talk about that. Uh, yeah, so um, I just popped in my uh, Thank IG you. handle in the comments. Um, I appreciate it. If anyone wants to follow, please follow. Definitely could use all the help um, right now growing as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did just start a Kickstarter campaign uh, to raise money um, so that we can uh, produce the, the goods for manufacturing and to scale and to be able to do more work, uh, more service work. That's also part of, of mm-hmm. Molt's um, commitment, right? It's not only just like give money to a sober living scholarship fund and to use models, but to actually change people's perspective about fashion and clothing, right? So Mm -hmm. to have my models and and hold charitable events, right? To to participate in charitable events, right? To to have that serve as product uh, um, place, you know, instead of like an unobtainable, unrealistic uh, scene shot in in the desert with a cool car or something like that. It's going to be us, you know, shot helping people, right? Because um, that's there's so much more to life than that. And yes, I do appreciate that all the beautiful fantasy stuff. I do, but um, so our Kickstarter campaign is to kind of help uh, help fund us to help to help grow. Um, we have some products. We need we need money for manufacturing. Um, we have to fulfill uh, minimum orders and stuff like that, uh, minimum quantities, and it costs a lot of money to do that. And that's why we're looking to uh, yeah. people um, to donate, oh, to donate, uh, and also go yeah. out because your clothing line, a woman can wear it, and that's what I love. And it is. yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. a woman can wear it and pull it off as a really sexy looking shirt. All you need to do is put on a pair of jeans, some high heels, and wear a molt shirt, and you're going to get some, you know, some earrings and whatever. I mean, you could put on just a cowboy hat and boots, and, like, the shirts are so super soft, and I know this because I felt them, and I've seen them, and I've held them in my hands, and it's amazing. I'm I'm, going to get you one, and I'll get you a Henley, and I'll get, like, you know, like you said, the cut is very, like... It could be very neutral, you know. It's um, universal. And, uh, yeah, it is universal, but uh, the, the cut is something I obsess about. So anybody who's skeptical, I obsess about the way things fit and the clothes fit and <laughs> the material. So she's not lying. She's not just blowing uh, sunshine up. No, butt. I'm not just but, blowing uh, sunshine up your butt. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm being 100% serious. So if you're, if you're interested in, in getting one of those shirts, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, you can pledge to my Kickstarter campaign. You can pledge for certain uh, rewards, uh, and you'll get, you know, you have a whole menu of options there. Um, where you can find my Kickstarter campaign is if you go to my Instagram mm-hmm. handle, there is a link in my bio. It's a link tree. You click that, and it'll take you to a Straight Kickstarter, to a Kickstarter. You have an option there. So um, I appreciate everybody who could help and be a part of this uh, this movement. And um 
I see this becoming a bigger movement than I, I see you in, uh, in, in New York Fashion Runway for a purpose, not for yeah. the for the clothing with a purpose next year. That I, I would love that. And why I would love that is not because I want to make money. Like money's great, sure, fine, whatever. I want to make a living off of it. But why I want to become, why I want Molt to be almost a house, to be a household name is not for my own gain, right? But it's to put pressure on other companies, right? To do more because we need to do more. Because there, there are so many, clo- you know, I'm a stick in my industry, right? In fashion, so many clothing brands out there that just take, right? And right. in return, they give you a great piece of clothing that you look and feel good, and that's not important. But there's no give back. On the way business goes, no, but there's a give back because we cannot rely on. Uh, just a government to fix all the problems, right? And this is not a political thing. This is just like we all have to do more in our lives, right? You know, and I think companies need to really lead the charge in that and they need to get behind the cause, right? Whatever that cause may be, pick one, get there, inspire others to give back, inspire others to change, inspire others to change people's lives. So that that is why I want both to be the, as big as I want it to be, is for, for that reason. Exactly. And you know what? And I truly believe in the fact that all the models you use are recovering or recovered. And I love that. I love that you did not go out and pick out models that have been modeling their entire life. And, you know, that's what they do. You actually used everybody that is a part of your life or that came and they were a part of this story of Molt. And that is where you are moving forward. And it's just, it's phenomenal what you're doing. And I'm going to keep running your story and I'm going to keep talking about it and posting it up there. And um, I know that we're trying, I'm trying to get up to LA to come see your warehouse because I'm very interested. Um, And we have been talking, but we're not going to tell you guys what we're talking about. So. We got yeah. some interesting, cool stuff that you guys, you know, we're, we're kicking the tires on some stuff. And we're kicking some tires tuned. around. <laughs> we're kicking some tires around. We got some pretty good ideas, so just stay tuned. Yeah, stay so tuned. A collaboration between Don Marie and Molt uh, somewhere in the near future. Hopefully. Yeah, between DHF and Molt, you know? Yes. We both have um, the stories of your tarantula and my butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, with all of that, what would you like to leave our um, podcast with today? What What are the a few things that you really want to share or leave them knowing that one they do have you as support? They can reach out to you. Correct. Absolutely, absolutely, anybody can, and you, I don't have to know you, any stranger in the world can come up to me and ask for help, and I'll help them. So if you know anybody that is struggling with addiction, um, or you're new yourself, or good, just DM me, um, and, uh, you know, we can, we can just go from there. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, want anybody who has any questions, or just wants to connect, you know, mm-hmm. just hit me up. Um, yeah. Just yeah. send a DM. He'll answer. Just, yeah, DM. I, I mean, I do manage my 
Instagram account, so I'm definitely going to answer. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. stay tuned because um, there's some great things in the works with Molt. I think so. I think Some so. great well, things you. in the works, and I'm super excited for you. I'm so proud of you for doing everything that you did and that you survived everything that you went through in your life. And you turned it around. And Thank you. Same to you. Although I don't really want to have a big black tarantula in my house, mm -hmm. I love the fact that he molted and yeah. that was the spark that you had that came alive. For the name, yeah. And just, yeah. yeah. I love it because it's like, and just to add real quick, I'm terrified of spiders. You're, and you have one. <laughs> yes, right? Because fear, right? Fear is such such an amazing thing, right? You know, in a sense that like it doesn't exist outside of us. We can't see it. We can't touch it, right? It's all, it's all in here. It's all in here, right? So it's like. I constantly have to push through fears every day, right? That is very true. Um, having that, having that spider there is to kind of have like a fear in front of me, right? That I get to exercise, overcoming, right? And once you overcome them, you grow and you get to learn a different side about yourself, right? And you actually become more uh, compassionate and empathetic towards others as well because you realize that we all are just with our own shit, right? And um, mm -hmm. we're all trying to get through it the best we can. That is so true. So, yeah. And I, I love, thank you for sharing that story that you're actually really afraid of them, but you yeah. have it because it's a fear factor, but mm -hmm. he actually served a purpose and yeah. he gave you a gift that was right there in front of you, yeah. which is actually an amazing story that should be also a story and possibly a book. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Um, We're hinting at some stuff. <laughs> um, and then also um, the fact that uh, you are a badass do-gooder. So yes. tell me seek how tell me how Seek found you before uh, we get our, cut off. Yeah, I, did, I met her in Venice, and uh, as I was leaving, someone was like, oh, you should meet, you know, Seek. It was like at the end of the event, we met, and we just like hit it off. She's such a rad person, and what she's... What she's doing with badass do-gooders is just an amazing, amazing thing. And like I talked about how companies need to do more and stuff like that. Well, this is like she's leading a charge and like leading that movement, right? And that like we all need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and bigger than what our companies are, right? So she's she's rad. She's helped me out so much and um, that's what it's about. So helping each other out. So she's amazing. So also you're doing a live tomorrow. Yes. At yeah. on Molt, you're doing a live with Seek, mm -hmm. myself, yeah. and mm -hmm. three. Who are the other gentlemen? Uh, Robert Bull, who uh, is in recovery as well, and he's actually one of my models, and he's got some interesting stuff that he's done. Um, and uh, celebrity chef Michael Chernow, also an entrepreneur, um, he's going to be on there. He's also in recovery. He's going to talk about his his struggles. Uh, briefly and that's kind of we're just going to talk about real stuff and how we overcame them and you know how, how we continue to overcome them right to get vulnerable with one another so and that's kind of like an official kick to my uh, Kickstarter but the Kickstarter is actually open so if you were interested in going there you can it's, it's available right now to, uh, to pledge but yeah that's tomorrow night at 530 Pacific Standard 
um, yeah. you know, my profile, it's on my story, uh, it'll be on my, uh, my wall as well. So I'd yeah. love to see you all there as well. That'd be great. And also everyone that follows me, Darmy Healthy and Fit, it is also yeah. on my main page. Um, you can see it there. And I've been running the stories and I'm going to keep running the story until I hear you guys sending me messages like I just got a malt shirt and I'm helping out with the Kickstarter and yeah. you kept mentioning something, but I'm not going to give away the secrets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so stay tuned. So, so stay tuned and tune in tomorrow on Molt with Jeremy to see me, to meet Seek, the wonderful woman that brought the badass do-gooders together and Jeremy's Absolutely. team. And yeah. Help us bring more sunshine to the world. Exactly, and then we get to trade spaces over here. You exactly, your story I'll be, tomorrow, you'll right? be up here, and I'll be down there. It'll be great. We'll have fun. It'll be great, Jeremy. I cannot thank you enough for being so enough. open and honest, and just one, your tarantula. I'm not going to pet him. Don't, don't, don't scare the heck out of me. Um, don't worry. Uh, and um, for molting and um, for getting your life on such a journey and a path that is really changing the world for others. I really, truly appreciate you and everything you are doing. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you're doing. And I really, really appreciate you as a person. Thank and you. the friendship that we have. So. Yes. Yes. It's going to be amazing. And so. thank you to everybody for watching. I yes. I appreciate all you guys. Thank you, everybody. So and you. if you want to listen to this while you're driving, please download it on Apple or Spotify. Live with Dawn Marie. And this is Season 4, Episode 2. So you can listen to it if you didn't finish from the beginning to the end and pull it up and all the information will be there as long also with the link and the Kickstarter and all that information will be on the podcast and also written in this on my page. So once again, thank you everybody in the world who supports us, who keeps us going when we're down and just thank you and sharing the love. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Have a great one. Too. All right, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for staying on and watching um, this amazing episode with Jeremy and his company, Molt, and what he went through with drug addiction and how easy it is to fall into a pattern and live it throughout the years, which is extremely difficult. And But to pull your life back together and the fact that he is giving back to the world through his clothing line. So please go over, once you're done watching this, to his Instagram, at Malt, and follow him, help him with his Kickstarter, help us get that up and running, and start giving back and today 
If there's anything you can do today that you haven't done already, remember to smile and cheer somebody up that looks like they need a hello or maybe a hug or maybe a, you look fabulous today or do, I, can, do you need help? Ask these questions because you could be standing right next to somebody today and they could be having the worst day of their life or just got the worst news of their life. And if they look sad, you know what? Some people maybe don't want the help, but what you can do is smile and say, if you need anything, let me know. I can help you and go from there. So let's stay on the Live with Domery Season 4, Episode 2. Download it. Apple and Spotify and I will see you on the other side. Have a great day everybody. Bye-bye.